Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is The Athletic Hockey Show. Before we jump into this week's episode of The Athletic Hockey Show, I want to tell you about New York Times Audio, a new iOS app for New York Times news subscribers. It's got our show plus other great podcasts from The Athletic, exclusive shows, narrated articles, and more. New York Times Audio. Download it now at newyorktimes.com slash audio app. All right. Welcome into another edition of the Friday Athletic Hockey hockey show <laughs> yeah welcome welcome into the friday athletic octagon <laughs> today i'm gonna elbow drive sean <laughs> tilly just kidding welcome to the show it's Haley salvian and sean gentilly you went from like zero to ten back down to zero right there. <laughs> yeah, that was uh i gotta keep my my energy levels uh regulated mm-hmm for uh, our fun interview of the day. We had uh, Craig Conroy join the show today. He was really good. I'd never spoken Great. to him before. He's one of those guys who has the rep as, you know, one of the good dudes, good conversationalist, very accommodating, and uh, somehow our paths never crossed. And I really enjoyed talking to him, for sure. You know him. You know him well. I know him pretty well from my two years in Calgary, yes. Um, the first time I had an interview scheduled with Craig Conroy, uh, we talked for over an hour and other media people kept walking by being like, what are you guys still mm-hmm. talking about? And I was just like, mm. I think he's <laughs> just he's got that. He, he's got that ability. I think we benefited too, to, to Calgary Flames fans specifically who've seen Craig Conroy do the media tour over the last few days. I think we benefited from talking to him on Friday morning here because mm-hmm. he had a couple of days on the job. Yeah, He's had some time to think about stuff. And we kind of moved out of the press conference realm of things. So there's some interesting bits there for Flames fans in particular in our half yeah. hour, in our half hour talk with Craig. You know, you know what? It was good. Honestly, it was nice talking for once to a good guy named Craig on the podcast. I'm not used to that. He was interested. He was engaged. <laughs> he was available. He, he was available. He wanted to talk to me. It's a, it was a weird <laughs> feeling. He was nice. <laughs> My goodness. I don't know how you do it on Tuesdays. It's the, <laughs> neither do I, honestly. Craig Conroy's the new host of the Tuesday Athletic Hockey Show, actually. <laughs> He's American. An American named Craig C. hosting a podcast with Sean G. You know what? I bet if you asked Pete Hanlon, who does a wonderful job with the Calgary Flames, PR, communications, et cetera, he would do it. He would get you Craig on Tuesday and then tell the other Craig not to show up. Hit the road, big boy. 
just don't come this week. Mm-mm. Craig Conroy Mm-mm. and I are going to talk about the Dallas Stars game seven. <laughs> they go. push it to one. <laughs> My stars. I'm just kidding. Game seven. Yeah, I don't know. What game five? Projecting. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the schedule would be like. By Tuesday, it would be game seven if they just maybe take it, potentially take, it, take it one game at a time. How much that game did you watch last night? All of it. Vegas, Vegas, Dallas, all of it. Yeah, we're moving on from the yeah, yeah. preamble. I watched all of it. What'd you think? <laughs> you know why? Because I didn't want I, I didn't watch that much of it. Really? I kind of I kind of zoned out. I had a headache. Yeah, I watched all of it. I thought Vegas didn't look as dominant mm-hmm. as they had in the previous few games. That obviously put them up to like a commanding three nothing lead on the series. And I don't know how much of that. I think it's a combination of Vegas maybe taking their foot off the gas a teeny bit. Um, but also Dallas showing up in a way that we haven't quite seen in this third round series. Ottinger looked better. They didn't have Jamie Ben, no Dadnov, a couple changes to the lineup because of that. Um, and they looked, they kind played a- good. They played good desperate hockey because they, they played the kind of hockey that they needed to to extend the series and not get swept by Vegas, right? And I think... I mean, the Jason Robertson goal, we'd been talking so much about when is he going to kind of have his breakout? And I think we're watching it. Unfortunately, it was just happening in a series that they're down three, nothing, but that was his third goal in four games in the, in the third round of the playoffs. So Robertson and that goal was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. The hand-eye coordination, Aiden Hill makes the first good save and then he taps it once, taps twice. It's in the back of the net. Good timing. Good hand-eye coordination, huge goal, big Can't. moment. Jason Robertson looks great. And then, of course, it's our favorite old man, Joe Pavelski, with the game winner. Yes, what a, <laughs> what a, what a miracle. He is he a is. miracle that he's still standing. I think that was the first little <laughs> hiccup that we've seen from Aiden Hill in a bit. And I'm not talking about the Robertson goal because, like, whatever. Sometimes you just get beat. That's elite, supreme hand-eye coordination. I thought that was the most interesting Interesting thing to come out of that, though. Like I, I, I watched Aiden Hill, and for the first time in a bit, it was like, mm, okay, that's what there's this guy's. That's right, this guy was a backup. But he made thirty nine saves last night. Mm, I don't know. There was some, there was some stuff that he was doing where, I, where I was just like, well, so yeah, when Aiden Hill's like kind of off, he almost like flops around in his net mm-hmm. too much, and when he's playing well, obviously he's reading the play, he's going post to post, he's not like floundering in his crease. I thought Jesse wrote something really good about him a couple of days ago too, by the way, just yeah. like in, in, in terms of his process and on that, Jesse, Jesse writes goal as well. He is one himself. Um, That's why he's so weird. I mean, the, the weirdest Jesse Granger. Definitely not. Everyone a, else who hosts a show normal, on nice this dude. podcast network is so weird, mm-hmm. except for me. That's it. And Sean. Mm. Mike Russo, so strange. Oh. Ian Mendez. <laughs> oh, don't let the act fool you, folks. He's weird and mean. That's <laughs> what everyone always says. Not a not a very normal, very nice, accommodating man. I think I need one more win from the stars to take any of this all that seriously, though. Like that felt like a dead cat bounce to me last night. I need I need I need one more one more win. Have, have you never heard that saying? You're looking at me like I'm <laughs> like I just said something insane. No. Okay, look it up. A dead cat bounce? I don't think that I will. Okay. Why would I Google that? It's a good point. It's a <laughs> saying, I promise you. 
but yeah, I, I think we're all sort of in, in wait in wait mode now. It's always like you know how you know a team's cooked is when the NHL releases its, its schedule. Cup final its cup final contingency yeah. plans. That's how you know you're getting close. When games like so things like this for me, it was either get swept or win in seven. <laughs> Don't waste my time. <laughs> it's always completely. <laughs> like if the those I felt I'm sorry, Canes fans. I felt the same way. Game four against the Panthers. I'm like, it's not. Oh, end this. It's a very competitive, <laughs> compelling four game sweep. Can't be done. Can't, can't beat it. <laughs> the people you really need to think of are the media, as always, right? <laughs> media, yeah. yeah. Bra- as brave as it gets. I am so important. <laughs> the real, the real heroes. Apologies yeah. to people who, who have to who have to make another Dallas to Vegas flight. It's yeah. tough. Yeah. <laughs> Cold world out there. Shout out to the EMS workers. EMS, EMT, EMT. Do you Shout guys have, out to them for working those some weird, games. But is there? Yeah, right. Is there some weird name? My for job. Them in, is there some weird name for them in Canada? I feel like. EMT I workers. just have this vague memory when I worked in Oshawa. We were in the playoffs, and it was an OT game. And I distinctly remember my boss slash friend Jessica saying, "I need someone to call EMS." Mm-hmm. Emergency she was medical services. Out. I, they're, yeah. I, they're they're interchangeable. There. She didn't actually need medical assistance. She was just stressed out. Do we have anything we want to say about Panthers Hurricanes? We're kind of we're we're in a dead zone there. It's a day off. Yeah, um, series is over. <laughs> day off. We're in a dead zone there after the series ends. What am I doing? <laughs> Panthers make the Stanley Cup final for the first time in 27 years. Um I listened ex- to your interview on the on the radio with Bill Lindsay yesterday. Yeah. Long time Panther, long time Panther, long time Panther broadcaster. No, I, I think I think guys like him, it, it gets lost in the shuffle. I think um, the idea, because you know, in a lot of ways, the Florida Panthers are out of sight, out of mind. They haven't been particularly relevant for extended periods of time. It's been up and down with more downs yeah. than ups. They had that fan base wrapped around their finger in the '90s, though. Like when they totally. were when they made the Cup final, like. That's the proof in the pudding how much people will like latch on, and right? Talking, and we and, saw that. That game mm-hmm. four looked unbelievable. And talking about the fan base specifically, like they've had to put up with some shit <laughs> over the last over sure. the last oh twenty five or thirty years, right? Totally. So it's good. It's good to see a group of people get get rewarded like that, and it's good to see someone like Bill Lindsay get to experience too, because that guy's been you know yeah he's as big a part of that organization throughout the years as really anybody. Yeah. So it's fun. I enjoy I it. Think, I enjoy the I think, Florida Panthers. Same. I think that's the thing to to discuss, right? We're going to have a lot of time to talk about what comes next for the Carolina Hurricanes. Like we don't need to dive into that sure. right now. Um, I think in the end, after all of the talk about maybe we made too much of the goal scoring thing, they kind of showed us that they were who we thought they were. When it mattered the most, like the goals when they needed it dried up in the Eastern Conference Final. Um, we have seen that before from this team. That's something they're going to need to address in the offseason. Um, they've got a bunch of unrestricted free agents. Jordan Stahl's a UFA. Um, they're going to have to either let both Freddie Anderson and Auntie Ron to walk or keep one of them to insulate 
uh, Pietor Kachekov. Um, mm-hmm. So lots of little things to do. Sebastian Ajo is one year away from unrestricted free agency. Do you lock him in this summer? Maybe. A lot of, lot of big questions. So lots to do in Carolina. But in terms of the Panthers, um, they've been really fun to watch. They made the cup final. Um, they weren't afraid to touch the President's Trophy. And I loved <laughs> Love Matthew. Yeah. President's Trophy, Prince of Wales. I, I keep saying President's keep, keep Trophy. You did, that, I know. you did that a couple days ago, too. I know stupid i'm an idiot it's fine the important thing here about the about the <laughs> panthers is that they're showing to everybody that they do not in fact play in orlando florida That's oh my important. god i yeah i sent you that well, there was a we graphic won't, we won't, from we won't a, name we any we won't yeah. name any names here but there, it was a, there was a, a large, graphic <laughs> a large, from a large, a large sport media company in canada Run by, a tele, run by a telecommunications company. Yeah, that narrows it down to the same two options. <laughs> I know. Um, That's the joke. That tw- haha. They tweeted a graphic saying like Panthers Stanley Cup final and they're over like a lake in Orlando. <laughs> what they should have done. What they should. It's like four hours away from sunrise. Like What uh, they should have done was taken a picture of like the Bahama Breeze restaurant that's across the street from the from the arena in sunrise or whatever. Like the strip, the strip mall that's on the edge of the swamp. That's that's what they should have superimposed under, you know, Matthew Kachuk and Carter Rahagi and, and, and whoever else. Yeah. Or whatever that bar is that everybody likes to drink at in Florida. I said more, Florida gotta very more, generally. Be more specific yeah, than that. my bad. I don't know the name of it. It's fine. Um, yep. So the Florida Panthers await in Orlando uh, for their <laughs> opponent in the Stanley Cup Final, Vegas Dallas. That series is still going on after Dallas wins last night. Let's get to our interview with Craig Conroy, though. Mm-hmm. We've talked about these teams enough. It's been weeks. Let's talk about the Calgary Flames with Craig Conroy. That's coming up next. All right, so we are very excited to be joined by the new general manager of the Calgary Flames. It's Craig Conroy. He joins us now on the Thriday show. Yeah, we call this Thriday because sometimes we record on Thursdays or Fridays. It's the thing that I created that Sean doesn't think is very funny. So welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks for having me, Haley. Sean, appreciate it. So nothing much to catch up on. Uh, really relaxed couple of weeks uh, in the life. How are you doing? And congratulations and, and thanks for doing this. Well, thank you. No, it's yeah, it's been a whirlwind. You know, I think when the announcement came Tuesday, our am- amateur scouting meeting started Tuesday. <laughs> and, you know, Brad always mentioned that it's going to be, if you're ever in the big chair, Connie, it's going to be busy. And I don't think I quite knew exactly what that meant. I'm, that meant 435 messages in the first day. <laughs> I was like, and I was not, I'm not even kidding about how many I was like, my daughters were like, seriously, dad. And I said, well, I'm trying to get back. I mean, all night I was just, I feel bad. I was getting back to them late, you know, at midnight, our time. So just keep texting people, emailing. <laughs> you, you felt, you felt bad? Like, oh my gosh, you, I, if, <laughs> if I, if I ever get 435 text messages, A, it's not going to be for anything good. And B, I'm, oh, I'm not going to go out of my way to, to respond to them. That's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> I made the rookie. I made the rookie mistake of sending you a congratulations message within the first twenty four hours of the news. <laughs> I was I, like, that it, was so stupid. He got so many texts. There's no way. It's like I'm it's getting been, big league by Craig Conroy. Oh, and, and that's <laughs> what I, was, I didn't want anyone to think that. I just, I was, and then you know when you read it's one okay. and you thought you responded, and then you're like, wait, I, I just read them, and I ah. So now I know it's, it's, it's okay. got the blue thing. I just. 
keep checking them off. Make sure I respond when I look. I've never had that. Usually it's like and you can do the copy. You can do the copy and paste. Like, hey, thanks, really appreciate it. Bang. Hey, thanks, really appreciate it. No, Bang. if you just get like, if you get really sick of responding, just double, like, just hold the text and do like the thumbs up. <laughs> I know. Thanks. I wanted it. You know what? Everyone was so nice. I've been trying to, and I always put the name back in. Like, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> name nice. here. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy, Craig Conway. So I, I wanted to ask about the interview process. I mean, we, we don't, we're not gonna, we're not gonna harp on this because I, I know you're, you're certainly past that now. But how do you interview for a promotion in an organization that you've been with for as long as you've been with the Flames? Uh, were there like specific things you wanted to get across, or was, or because like you would on some level, there's a comfort level because everyone there knows you and you know everybody. But also, I'd imagine there's certain parts of your personality that you want to that you want to stress when you're interviewing for the big chair, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, the first thing I did, I did a resume. I mean, I know my resume has most of the Calgary Flames and what I've done here, but I just wanted to make sure, you know, they knew exactly everything that I've done, uh, time timelines. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I kind of put like a mission slash vision statement for the team together. So what they, I kind of felt how I saw the team moving forward and I just, you know, I just put all my thoughts together and just so I had it with me because, you know, I think my, my wife says the one thing, Craig, a little, sometimes you can get off topic. So if I just have <laughs> a, a bullet point thing of what I, I believe the team should be, how we're going to get to the point of hopefully making the playoffs every year and and winning the Stanley Cup. So that, that's how I kind of went about it. But, mm-hmm. you know, just like if I was going to go into a, you know, I guess to another team that didn't really know me that well. Right. I think it's interesting. I mean, because we know from the from Don Maloney's press conference, there were 35 candidates, multiple rounds of interviews like and it's almost very much like when you were a player, like you weren't handed anything in your career as as a NHLer, right? Like you were drafting the sixth round and results playing over a thousand games and you represent your country. Um does it almost make it a bit more obviously it's meaningful getting a general manager job in this league, but it seems like you kind of did it the same way that you did as a player. Does that, you know, make sense, make it more meaningful for you? Yeah. You know, I, I like, I've never had anything given to me, you know, when you're a six round pick, you're, you're clawing and fighting and you play, you know, two years mm-hmm. plus in the minors and, you know, you're, you're just trying to get your foot in the door in the league. And then when you get your opportunity, that's what I always said. If I get my opportunity, I'm going to make the best of it. And I've tried to do that here. You know, it was definitely this process is a little different because I'm just a couple of doors down from Don and I, <laughs> you know, he was respectful and, and he, he shut the door and, you know, it's just a small office in here though. So I always <laughs> shut my door when I'd hear, you know, I could hear him doing the other interviews. I couldn't really hear what was, but I knew he was doing them. And I thought, yeah. you know what, I, I respect that. You know, they have to find Don's jobs to get the best person he felt for the job. And I totally understood that. And, you know what, if he felt it wasn't me, you know, that that's part of it, you know? So mm-hmm. I was expecting, Hey, I didn't know. I was just going to try to do everything in my power. Like I was as a player, put myself in and, and, and finally, hopefully get the job. And when, when he told me, I mean, it was, I almost, he, he, he did it where he gave me a kind of his recommendation to ownership and the president, John Bean. And so I read the letter the first time and I was like, what, what? And I read it a <laughs> second time and then I read it a third time. And I was like, and I looked up and he's like, you went to college, right? Like you're taking, I'm like, I had to read it a lot. I said, so 
He's like, I'm offering you the job. I'm like, so, so that's, yeah, I was, great. it was a good feeling. It was real. We did it in the owner's suite and it, it felt special in the, you know, having the rink right there, just somewhere where I felt so comfortable. I've been in, mm-hmm. you know, thousands of times. So it was, mm-hmm. it was pretty special. It's great. I mean, how was, um, how was Craig Conroy, the, the front office person and now the general manager different from Craig Conroy, the player who played a lot of games, a lot of meaningful games in, in that market as well. You know, I think obviously it's still going to be the same person. I mean, I think that's what I learned when I went into this position. Uh, the first few weeks, I wouldn't talk to the players. I would walk. I mean, literally, I went from that locker room a day ago, but I thought I'd have to be, uh, you know, hard, mean. <laughs> Rome said, hey, what's – he called me over. He's like, you need to be you. You can't be what these other guys are. You have to mm-hmm. be your own person. He goes, right. go, you know what? You're right. So then I just started, you know, they're my buddies at the time. So we're just chit-chatting and having fun. And, you know, and I know there's a separation. I have to – in the end, I'm going to make some hard decisions. It's not that I don't like these guys. I've been traded, you know, I've been mm-hmm. put on waivers. I've been sitting mm-hmm. apparently, you know, the one thing about I can, I feel like as a player and because I was in the minors and I've been cut, you know, sent down and, you know, put on all those different situations. I know what these guys are going through. I mean, it, it's not easy, but I can relate. And I think when we talk, I can relate to pretty much every situation. I was never, you know, I wasn't like. Steve Eiserman would have a different thing because he is a superstar. I mean, he's mm-hmm. one of the greatest players of all time. That was not me that, you know, I was more meat and potatoes and, you know, right. try to try to do whatever I could for the team. And maybe right. a lot of times I was just a checking, you know, checker. When I got to Calgary, I got to be a little bit more mm-hmm. than that and get to play with Jerome and, and do all of that. So, but I think when I, I can relate to every guy on the team, maybe not the top guys so much, mm-hmm. but you know, everybody else. And I think that, you know, that'll help me with this new job. Mm-hmm. I mean, you mentioned it yourself. You responded to 500 text messages at the, <laughs> at the start of all this. But I think that speaks to something, honestly, about your reputation, you know, league-wide, where you, you do have that rep as being a, a, a great conversationalist and not a good person and a, a nice guy. Mm-hmm. How much of that, and I'm, I, maybe not even necessarily in, in your dealings with the players, but in, in your dealings with other execs, other other decision makers, is that does it, it does it does it feel like that might be something that uh, that the reputation wise that that carries over that people might underestimate you in some regard? Because I know M- Mark Bergman talked about it specifically because he had that reputation as being a joker and a, and a prankster, and he said mm-hmm. when he got the job in, in Montreal, like he's like great. Like you can, if, 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 if you look at me as, as, as the funny guy, that's awesome. Uh, and you know, we'll, we'll kind of, we'll kind of take it from there. Is that something that's, that's crossed your mind at all? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you think everybody thinks, you know, and the same thing I play with Bergie yeah. and exactly, <laughs> but you know what he's, when it came on the ice, he's a competitor. He, mm-hmm. He's going to do whatever it takes to win. And I knew when he got the job in Montreal, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great thing because people are going to want to gravitate towards them. They like them. It's easy to talk to them. And I mm-hmm. think he's going to know what's going on in the league because you know what, when you, when you call Hershey, probably it was probably the conversations were fun and you had a good time and, you know, but in the end he's, he's going to do business. And the same thing, I hope, you know, a lot of the guys in the league, I know some I played with, you know, Bill Guerin and I were roommates at the Olympics. I was, so, I was, I was getting, bring, I was going to bring up Billy G next. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Billy G. I mean, he was the first one to reach out. He's, I mean, 
So to have those relationships and to, <laughs> to be able to, it's not just, you know, hey, we're all, I feel fortunate to be in the club of 32 people and it's a special thing, but the way these guys have already made me feel and the guys that I know, you know, Rob Blake, I played with in LA. It, mm -hmm. It's just, it's not like you don't know, know them. Some guys I don't know, know, like I didn't play with them, but mm -hmm. you played against Steve Eisenman, you Pat Verbeek, you know what type of people they are. And, you know, Kevin Adams, all these guys that really, it, it's an easy transition for me. Billy Zito was great, even you know, mm -hmm. in a playoff game, game four, I did not, I didn't think any call, you know, and we That's have nice. a relationship and, you know, I was like, That's great. those Calgary Flame guys are doing well. Yeah. That's great. Enjoy Sam they, Bennett yeah. over there. Yeah. Sam Lomberg <laughs> and, uh, and Matthew. I'm someone like, else, oh, someone else there. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats, so, you know, I, I think, I think having those relationships, but I know what you mean, you know, but mm -hmm. I think it's a, hey, in the end, we're going to, we have to, we're going to do business together and we're going to be there, but it's uh you know, it's just like being on the ice. You're going to compete and you want to mm -hmm. want to do the best you can, but I think the mm -hmm. relationships are good because then we can just, it's easy to talk to these guys and, and I enjoy talking to them. Mm -hmm. We're big fans of Bill Guerin on this podcast. Um, um, we talk about him often, specifically his, uh, the giant ice cream sundae that he ate after winning the cup. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that picture. <laughs> no, I seen it. Oh my god! It's like he it's it's like he's eating out of like this this huge. It's, just, it's a it's, it's a half gallon of Bill ice cream. Just right? with like, like a huge ice cream sundae after winning the cup. I I think we bring it up on this show like once yeah. a month, and all the listeners are going to hear this. Be like, are you Haley? Couldn't just be professional and interview Craig Conway without bringing up the ice cream sundae. Well, the best part is Billy. Like when we we're in the bubble, like Billy obviously. He got the job. He's in the bubble. And I'm thinking, we spent every night. So Tree, mm -hmm. actually, Tree got to know Billy really well because I'm like, hey, Billy wants to wants to meet again. He goes, you and this Billy, you love this guy. I'm like, hey, yeah. he's my roommate. You're not going to find him. We got some person. history. Sorry. And I think they have a really good relationship now. So, you know, I'm That's saying good. I'm the one that brought them together. But it's uh, <laughs> if you meet Billy once, you're going to love him. I mean, it's he's just one of the best people. I would love to see what the guys say that work for him because I got to believe they would, they would run through a wall for him. So, you know, I think when I think of our staff and what we're doing here, you know, I hope I can do whatever Billy's probably doing. I hope I can do it, do it like him. It's a pretty, it's a pretty good template for a guy who, you know, was playing not too long ago, who had that rep as being, as being one of the, one of the, one of the good guys in the league with a, with a lot of connections and you see how he's transitioned. I mean, who better to learn from than him, right? Yeah, it's great. And you know, that's, that's the one thing he said, it's going to be a lot. If you need help, Connie, I'm there for you. So, and I, I know he means that he really does. And I know, um, you know, Bill obviously had a lot of experience with the Penguins, had to go to a different organization to get the the big chair. So it's, I'm glad to see that you were able to put in the, the 12 years in the Flames front office and become the Flames general manager uh, versus doing that somewhere else. And I think it's great because we've had conversations before Craig about um, how you and Jerome used to talk about wanting to win in Calgary when you were players. Um, what is it about Calgary in that market, that team specifically? Like, why do you want to win with the flames? Like, where did that desire come from? And are you excited to have that opportunity to do this in, in this position now? Yeah. I mean, for me, it starts with the fans, the city, you know, they deserve it. They, they embrace this team. We've had some good years and bad years and, you know, they get upset with us a little bit at times, 
but rightfully so. They want they want to win. They mm-hmm. want to be they want to be proud and rally around this team. And being a Calgarian now for I've been here almost two decades, so mm-hmm. I want nothing more than them to have that fun. You know, I was watching. You know, as you watch the playoff games and some of the highlights, and you're thinking, I want Calgary to have that again. You know, like the 0-4 run, we haven't had that long run, and I remember what it was like. It was. I can't even put in the words being down there after we beat Detroit in game six at home. I couldn't even hear, you know, and how mm-hmm. excited they were. And then to go to the finals. And unfortunately we weren't able to, you know, weren't able to win. We had two chances and and that's the, the low point of my career, probably those two games uh, because we weren't able to do it, but I want to bring that mm-hmm. excitement back and I want to give them a championship. That's really what it's, what it's all about. And even they the feeling- they really deserve it. Even the feeling last year in the first round of the playoffs, too, um, was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, the OT winner from Johnny in Game 7. It's, um, yeah, it's just, you know what, that's, the regular season is one thing, but when you get to the playoffs and you're you're there and it, just the excitement, the atmosphere, it brings it up, you know, 100 times more than it is during the regular season. So, yeah. and just when you go, the pride around the city with all the jerseys and everybody there and the sea of red, you know, I just think back, I want to bring, you know, you, you want them to be proud of you and you want to bring a winner to Calgary. That's, that's really the, and a cup. I mean, that's, that's really it. It's been too long. I've got to ask, is that a conversation that you and Jerome have maybe revisited in, in the last, in the last week or two, as, as far as, as far as winning together? Well, Jerome and I always, you know, that's what I said. We've always talked about doing something mm-hmm. together. I know, you know, he's got, Jerome's a busy guy and he's mm-hmm. got rink Kelowna where his son yeah. Joe goes, he's, he's committed to, to next year. But, you know, I would love to have Jerome at some point be with me because we it's kind of, I don't know if that's the dream, but uh, for me it is. I mean, we would love to do something together at some point. Remember Jamie McLennan told me uh, that the relationship between you and Jerome McGinley, uh is like an old married couple. <laughs> we so. fight a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 you know what? I mean, we fight each other. We, we you know. But in the end, it's all about, we push each other, you know, Mm -hmm. and even like, that's where people said, oh, you guys get along. I mean, even when we were on the bench, he would be not happy with things I was doing. I was not happy with things he was doing during the game, but that's what made it work so well. And Mm -hmm. in the end, just come together. But I knew if, if there was something on the ice that happened, he'd have my back. I would have his back. And yeah, we're, yeah, we probably are like an old married couple for sure. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fighting over Scrabble in the locker oh, room. Oh, we, we, we battle over anything. <laughs> you know, you said the, anything we compete at, we want to beat each other. And that's mm. the best part because we're, we're so competitive, a video game, like you said, Scrabble, anything we do, it's always golf. He's just a better golfer than me, which makes me crazy. I, mm. So I want to play ping pong or something else. Yeah, no more golf. No more golf. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm yeah. good. Cycle, cycle that Do one out. Bowling. Different. Who wants a bowl? Pickleball. Let's go. Go ahead. I'm going to use that. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I think it was the story I did before he was inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame. It's like getting all the stories. It was when we had our hour-long uh, sit-down about Jerome. Yeah. And I asked Jamie, and he was like, they're like an old married couple. I was like, yeah. That checks out. Everything I've heard so far, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's I totally like that. that. That put it into a, that's a nice little <laughs> bow wrapped it up in a package. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, not to keep you for too long here, Craig, but 
you know, because you've done so many um, interviews and you had the the length, the availability uh, when you were introduced as GM. But one of the the kind of big takeaways from from that first availability, I think, is, you know, looking at this summer because we know that there is a pretty lengthy to do list. Some of the work has started. You've been in amateur scouting meetings. Um, there's a coaching vacancy. And you said that you don't want to go into next season with seven unrestricted free agents. So looking at the guys ahead who are UFAs in 2024 and how you kind of learned from last summer with with Johnny going um, with the Matthew situation. How do you think you're going to be able to apply some of the knowledge that you learned last year um, with the with the guys who are going to be UFAs in 2024? Well, I think the first thing is really to, to find out where their mind's at. Do they want to be here and be a Calgary Flame? And if they do, you know, the one thing about all seven guys, I have good relationships. Mm-hmm. They're very honest. They're going to tell me the truth, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's all I can ask them to do. If it's good, it's good. If it's bad, you know, I'll deal with that. The one thing I like all seven guys, there's seven really good players. And if for some reason they don't see a fit here, I just hope they, they're honest with me and, and let me know. And if they do want to be back, then I hope. You know, we can get to the table sooner than later and see if if we can get them signed. That's that's the real key. It's going to be the communication. Mm-hmm. And that's what I've always talked about. Brad's done a great job. I think with Johnny, I do think he wasn't sure if he wanted to come back or, mm-hmm. you know, it, those are tough decisions. And it, it went to the end. And, and obviously, even, even probably 10 minutes before he told yeah. us, I thought we were going to mm-hmm. get it done. And and that was a heartbreaker, you know, because I thought, yeah. you know, my thing to him was, and we have the same agent, and, mm-hmm. you know, was, I thought he was going to be the greatest flames of all time with Jerome. I mean, he maybe he wouldn't score more goals than Jerome, but he more assists, more points. Al McKinnis has the most assists here. I think mm-hmm. he would have passed that. Just the legacy to know he's going to be in the rafters, what he, what the city meant to him and what mm-hmm. he meant to the city. Like, I just, I really thought it was going to get done, but that was a good le- you know, if anyone thought it was going to get done, it was me. And I think I even said it, which I learned a lesson. I might have mm-hmm. said it during the year that, hey, we're going to get this thing done. It's, yeah. it's a deal, I might have said. And I, and I said, well, I'll never say that again because <laughs> I don't. And that was, yeah. it was a learning thing for me. And that's, even though I've been doing it at that point for 11 years, I, re- I read the situation wrong. I really did. And, uh, you know, and Johnny, you know, Johnny was one of the first people to text me, which was really nice because I oh, still, that's nice. that's you know, cool. I would babysit his dog. You know, we had a relationship like that, but I, right. I know in the end, this is a business and, uh, and I, and that was a lesson learned and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. take that moving forward. Do you feel like this off season, if I flip from it, from the outside, I, I look at the job that you have to do and I feel like it's going it, to, it feels like a balancing act between being proactive, but also not overreactive to what happened last season. Cause there's so many good pieces there and you, you, you guys had so much stuff go as wrong as it possibly could last year on, 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 on the ice. How do you balance that between, you know, appreciating what you have there, staying the course, believing in the, in, in the, in the road that you've laid out for yourself, but also recognizing like, okay, there might be points where we can improve or, or, or weaknesses that we can, you know, build on from last year heading into next. Yeah. I mean, I, I do think the team, we under, we underachieved mm-hmm. last year. We know that mm-hmm. all those one goal games, you know, you look, it wasn't, we actually had more points in Florida and, and look yeah. where they are. so not saying that would have happened for us. It, it wasn't a great year. And the bottom line is there are going to be some changes. And, mm-hmm. you know, we know that with those seven UFAs, I, 
just with the cap situation, we're going to have to make a couple moves, you know, mm-hmm. not saying it's yeah. going to be those guys. It's going to have to be, there's going to have to be something because we need to make sure, you know, if, if the cap only goes up the million that they say, you know, we're, we're going to be tight, tight against the cap, but we have a very good team. Do I think if we can bring the same team back? Yeah, we, I, I believe mm-hmm. our team, I believe there was a playoff team last year, but with that said, I want to get some youth in the lineup. I'm not going to force youth in the lineup. They need to be ready. But when you have the best team in the American League uh, at the end of the season, mm-hmm. unfortunately, we just got knocked out of the playoffs. There's some young players that are ready that have been in the minors two, three years. And, you know, those are the things that come in the camp. I want to give them a chance because when you saw when Pelche was here this year, just the excitement that he brought. Yeah. Passion. It's got great it really energy. Contagious. Yeah, it's yeah. great energy for the team. And I think if you can bring some of those guys in, they don't know losing is a bad thing. They're just mm-hmm. so excited to be in mm-hmm. a kind of in the NHL that it's it's good for the room. I, I I truly believe that. I always loved when young guys came to the room and brought that energy, you know, because it, it made me feel young again. And now <laughs> as I was getting older, I needed that. It's funny because this is essentially it's different because it's women's hockey, but with the women's world championships that just happened a couple months ago, the team the US team, they they got younger. They were like, we're going to you keep losing to Canada. Let's inject some youth into this lineup. And they won a gold medal. And a lot of the veterans on that team were saying, like, having their perspective and like their youthful energy and the fresh look on the game has been so much more fun to go to the rink with. Like the veterans can stabilize in the moment when you need that. But then the youth can like make it fun and exciting again and Worked out for the U.S. women's national team. Well, it's Damn. funny. I'm, I'm part of the U.S. Uh, uh, champ, world championship yeah. team right now. And that's one of the things, you know, David yeah. Quinn, the coach, was saying, hey, we can, let's let's get some youth in here. Let's have some mm-hmm. fun. I coached the team last year. Let's bring in youth. So when we put the team together, you know, Chris Clark's a GM. Uh, and as we were going through it, we said, hey, let's try, you know, David said, let's get some younger guys in here. We'll get some speed. We'll have fun, you yeah. know, and they're going to be hungry. They want to be over here. And Corn- Coronado is, is in that, is, is in, is in that mix. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'd be able to, you know, and obviously I had a little bit, <laughs> it's nice to get Coronado <laughs> yeah. in. As, you put your, put yeah. your thumb on the scale <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, it, but, but then to see how well the team's done over there and yeah. really to get the reports and how, how close this team is and exciting it is, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, if both teams win, I'm, I'm Canadian and American. I got both passports. So mm. if both teams win, it'll be a, you know, obviously I hate to say it, but I'm team, team USA. But there we go. Okay. I was waiting for it. I'm, yeah, I'm I had to very, say very, very happy down here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, here you say that, I Greg. Say I was, it, I was, but, I was worried. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just exciting. It's just exciting that when you look at those young guys and I'm thinking, okay, it does make sense. You know, I'm hoping kind of moving forward, that's going to be what helps our team too. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other kind of nuggets to take away from some of these availabilities, Craig, is, you know, the captaincy. You guys haven't had a captain in Calgary for the last couple of years. It looks like that's something that is going to be more of a priority this summer. Um, I guess I'm curious, like, are, are you uh, are you just like waiting for someone to take the C from you like Jerome did? Well, you know, <laughs> I, every team I've ever played on, we've had a captain. Yeah. And I I think I think you need that one person in the locker room that mm-hmm. can go to the coaches, be that conduit where, okay, if the players have a problem, they can take it to one person. Because they go in as a group, sometimes people get defensive and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I was telling 
a story the other day. When we were in the bubble, they did a kind of a mural or picture of all the captains that were in the bubble. And I thought, imagine if we, you know, if we didn't have a captain, like it'd be, it'd be weird. Like, I guess they would put <laughs> one guy with the A on there, but right. you know, just, uh, you really do need that. It's a Canadian market. Someone's got to be the spokesperson for the team. And I, I mm-hmm. know it's a lot of work and you know what you're in the media more than you're not, you know, but then you still have the other guys that need to support them. We're going to have a leadership group, but we, I would love to see, uh, well, we're going to have a captain of that leadership group. Mm-hmm. The other, the other kind of bit of outstanding business you have so you have to hire a head coach. So I'm just wondering what the timeline is there and maybe what you're looking for in terms of uh, the person you do end up hiring, like the the skill set, you know, the, the personality type. What's the, what kind of, what kind of boxes are you, are, you, are you looking to check? You know, I think the first, I've been reaching out. First, you get permission from teams and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, going through that process, making phone mm-hmm. calls, getting people, uh, you know, so I do have some meetings scheduled for next week. So we'll start the interview process uh, next week. So which will be nice. You know, I think I'm looking for someone that, you know, is a good communicator, someone that can motivate. He's a motivational guy and really inspire the team. You know, I want him to be able to, you know, want the team to have fun. I want to be a team that enjoys coming to the rink. But I also believe that there needs to be accountability. Like players want to be held accountable. I wanted to know what I'm doing right, wrong. So I want that to be part of, uh, you know, my head coach. Obviously, I'd like to take, be a little bit more freewheeling uh, offensively, but mm-hmm. on the defensive side, I want structure. Mm-hmm. I just want structure because when I play defense, I want to know where everybody is all the time. But when you get over that red line, the players nowadays are so creative and they're mm-hmm. so much fun that you got to, you got to, Kind of just let them do what they do best. And hey, they might make mistakes and turn pucks over. And I've always said, if you turn pucks over, you back check. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that difficult. You just work hard to get back, you know. And and that's what I'm hoping for the coach. And obviously, uh, as you work through the process, it'll it'll get fine-tuned what I kind of would like to see and what the sure. coach's vision mm-hmm. is for the team. And hopefully we come together. But we're going to be uh, – we're going to be, I'm not going to be the boss over him. We're going to be a partner. You know, we're going to, with the players, coaching staff, we win and lose together. And, and that's what I want to bring to the team. In terms of the defensive part of that, Mackenzie Wiegers looked, you know, as the Canadian, I'm just going to mention Mackenzie Wiegers looked very good for Team Canada. So it seems like you've got some guys who can play that style and do it well. You know, Mackenzie really, the second half of the year was excellent. And then to go over there and he's yeah. been, you know, you watch the games. He's done a great job. It's uh, it's been fun to fun to watch him, for sure. All right. So I guess the last question for you, Craig, because we did. Uh, Pete's gonna be so mad at me. <laughs> Took you more. Just kidding. Uh, Pete's great. He won't be angry. What uh, what makes you the most optimistic about this kind of new era for the Calgary Flames with yourself as the GM? You've got Dave Nonis um, as the senior VP of hockey operations, um, Chris Snow and um, Brad Pascal get new appointments um, and extensions with the organization. You'll have a new coach. There'll be some changes. Like what uh, what makes you optimistic about th- this next kind of time here with the Flames? You know, I, I think the one thing is we still have a, a great group of guys here. And I think that not every one of them is upset with how things went last year. So, you know, when you go home in that summer, you're just thinking, okay, when you're training, when it's getting tired, you're like, you know what, I'm going to push myself through this. So just on that front alone, I think for them coming back with the attitude, say, hey, you know what, 
I'm going to be better. That gives me optimism. And, and then I think if we can just put those other little things in place, you know, with a new head coach, a different kind of voice in that room, I think it's going to be a big, big help too. So all those things together, along with maybe adding a few young pieces is going to be, is what I'm excited about moving forward. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate your time and, and good luck with, uh, with the off season in your first year as GM. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. It's good seeing you again. All right. So thanks again to Craig Conroy for, for doing that and apologies. Uh, I couldn't not bring up the ice cream Sunday. I'm a little embarrassed. I, w- I wouldn't have done that if it was like Pat Verbeek. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. You know, it's just, if there's like, I've, you know, know Craig Conroy decently well, uh, even though he did not respond to my congratulations. He knows. Text. <laughs> well, he got 500 of them or whatever. Yeah. I mean, uh, I could this- not bring up the ice cream cone and I pulled up the picture. I was going to, I was going to send it to him during no. the interview. I was like, I'm going to not. You got to just cut, <laughs> cut your losses there. In the video of that, which is, I'm sure, on YouTube, I, I don't know if I like actively rolled my eyes or was just, or, or like uh, like like look like looked over to the side, but in the video you could to. see my eyes light yeah, up when he brought up Bill Guerin. <laughs> you see Haley's. I'm like, she's gonna do it. <laughs> Googling Bill Guerin ice cream cone <laughs> ice cream Sunday. Sunday. Conroy excuse, laughed excuse when you. I said, "Have you seen the picture of him after winning a cup with ice cream?" Because he knew. Craig Conroy knew that there's probably some picture that's funny out it's there. Bigger. It's bigger than thing is, Craig, it's uh, bigger than a normal Sunday cup. See? It's that's why it's what makes it funny. It's what makes it funny. Funny ice cream. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Don't make me feel bad for that. I thought it was a funny moment for funny. our dear listeners. I, you're the you're the you're the one who's obsessing over it. And it was I <laughs> forgot about I, it five I seconds I after it happened. Let my intrusive thoughts win and then I immediately am right, like, right. You're so stupid. All right. Right. Why'd you do mental, that? We don't, we don't need a TikTok mental health corner with Haley Salvian here in the third. <laughs> My the third beige segment. flag is exactly. that I say that stupid exactly, things exactly when I'm Delulu. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't even know what half of that means. Anyways, thanks to Craig Conroy. Draft. Yeah, we're going to do a draft today. So the genesis of this draft, there's been much debate over forced, who, I mean, you know, forced debate, some would say. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of silly debate. Everyone's uh, because Matthew Kachuk is playing so well for the Florida Panthers in the playoffs. Lots of people are thinking, is he the best NHL? Oh, God, the best American born NHLer right now. And so we thought yeah, right now, because he's one of the today only on May 26th. <laughs> yes, he certainly is the best one right now. You know what I mean, Sean? I think the the next best option, like the debate, is between Matthew Kachuk and Jack Eichel at this point in time. Save it for the draft. So that's what we're going to draft. We are drafting American-born NHLers today. Sean, Danielle, myself, we're going to go three rounds. We can pick any position. We can pick any age. If you want to, if you want Joe Pavelski, do it. I don't care that he's old. Do it. So we're gonna draft. Chris Chelios. <laughs> yeah. No, it has to be active players. That's why I said right okay. now. I didn't mean on May 26th. I meant in the NHL <laughs> right now. Best American born players. 
Gotcha. Danielle did uh, the little, she picked her names out of a hat. So I get the first overall pick. Sean gets number two. Danielle goes number three. We'll snake draft it. Everybody ready? Let's go. Yes. I'm going to take my full five minutes to deliberate on my first I, overall I, selection. We do not have the time for that today. Don't make me edit out five minutes of dinner. My God. <laughs> <laughs> you mean don't, don't make you edit out five minutes again? Yeah. Just like last yeah, week. Yeah, like a, a few minutes ago where I started hitting myself in the forehead because I forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> I'm going to take Matthew Kachuk. Oh, you don't. did it. She did it. Oh, she my it. God. What was I going to... What? Did you, what did I do? Did you think I was going to, who else should I have taken? Now I'm, now I'm nervous. No, I, I just, right? I'm, su I'm surprised. I'm surprised you pulled the trigger. Why would you be surprised by that? Because Austin Matthews exists and he is my, he is my second overall pick. I'm, I'm glad you made the choice for me. I was, I would have agonized over who to pick first overall between them because. Recency bias. Recency bias. a beautiful bias. thing. <laughs> Love to build down the middle. Um, but I also just like Matthew Kachuk. Like yeah. aesthetically, I, I I prefer the way he plays hockey. I like his personality mm -hmm. more. Like but my also, reasoning for my I mean, my reasoning to go Kachuk first overall is I'm just trying to think of like when it matters most, who's gonna 100%. who's gonna get you there and who's gonna take you further. And that's recency bias speaking, but right now it's Matthew Kachuk. It's a reasonable choice to make, and like I said, I'm glad that you're the one that had to make it because it just it made it it made it pretty easy for me. Yeah, I don't know. I honestly don't know what I would have done. It's I'll take the center, though. That's fine. Danielle. All right. Well, she's gonna take Trevor's egress. <laughs> Actually, no. I have. <laughs> she's I, just waiting. No, I have. I have a. Uh, I have a system, she's and there's a reason why. <laughs> she's taking a goalie. There's, yeah, there's a reason why I said pick any position. Mm -hmm. She's taking. I'm a going. Oh, that's Connor Hellebuck, Jake Ottinger. Oh, <laughs> oh. Danielle, who's going to score goals? Who's going to play goal for us? That's the question. That's, yeah. Oh, we love it. I don't it. care. We love it. Uh -uh. I can outscore this my problem. American born goalie is the highest form of hockey player. This is this is like in a two QB like in a two QB football league taking two right. at the turn or something. I love it. Right. I love it. That's me taking Patrick Mahomes in the first round. And also, too, is if it's fantasy football, you should be able to take seven quarterbacks if you want. It's your fantasy. Mm -hmm. But then there's no spot. There's no spot to <laughs> I put quarterback. them. No, it I doesn't mean, make sense. There's no roster spot for I'll seven quarterbacks. Football. From a <laughs> if this were If this were a fantasy ho hockey draft, an actual fantasy hockey draft, the... the um, the process would be like undeniable because you're getting two guys who are really good and both going to start like 60 games a season. Yeah. I love it. Um, Next. Okay. <laughs> I, that's not what I was expecting to happen here, but that's okay. Um, I'll take Jack Hughes. I'll t I figured I figured he certainly would have been off the board. I thought you were going to go Jack mm -hmm. Hughes in, in, in one of the goalies. Uh, not a bad second line center for my for my American hockey team here. 42 goals. Leads the league in fan cams. Couldn't be happier with my number two pick. This makes it easier because I would have um, sat here for a while and been screamed at trying to decide on on the next pick. So um, with Jack Hughes off the board, I'm going to take Jack Eichel. Okay. How much of that do you think has to do with the way he's played for 
Vegas so far in the playoffs last few weeks. You mean you know, how well he's played now that he's not recovering yeah. from a neck injury? Totally. Yeah. You're, ta- you're been- talking to you're talking to some like I've. I've gassed up Jack Eichel at every at every possible turn. I love who else? The, I who love else the, do I, I love t- the I love the pick. I'm just I'm just saying like who else do I take in that spot? I'm I'm asking you specifically, Haley Salvin, if you feel differently about Jack Eichel now than you did a month ago. I need a center. You just you took have that one that I wanted. I don't care about that. I'll get I'll get <laughs> I'll get Bobrovsky or something. Bobrovsky. You know? I need a center mm-hmm. and. The other top centers, I guess I could have gone with like a Dylan Larkin. See, you're agonizing. You're agonizing over this now. Mm, You're you're second guessing yourself. Well, you did this to me. I don't feel bad about it. Don't make me feel bad about this. You have another. You also have another pick here. I know. I'm trying to decide. I'm trying to decide on that. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Do I just complete my top line and then ignore? Because I don't care about the other positions. Like, who do I want on the wing, on the line with Jack Eichel and Matthew Kachuk? You're just trying to get the three best players you can put together, clearly. This isn't a top-line thing, right? No, I'm just deciding on how I'm we going to We all have different this. strategies, okay? Yes. Yeah, okay. shut up. <laughs> Danielle took two goalies. <laughs> I love Christ. it. Name someone. This is, I'm this trying! Is... <laughs> This is how you end up picking Frank Vitrano with with here or something. <laughs> oh shit! Sorry, Jason Robertson. Okay, <laughs> lots of really good players at the t- at the top of the list that we're all that we're all staring at here. I choose Adam Fox. Why okay. not? That dude's gonna win another Norris, maybe. Not this year. Right, he's gonna get votes. Right? He's a finalist, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He's good. Okay, I thank want, you. I, I, want a, I want a perpetual Norris finalist in the mix here at the risk of, you know, passing over a lot of really talented fellas at the top of I the I almost took here. Brady. Thought about it. <laughs> Just because I thought. It, it would have been fun. Kachuk, you should, why didn't you? Come on. You could have, you could have gone. I panicked. You were yelling at me. <laughs> I was going to go for Gaudreau, reunite Johnny and Matthew. Mm-hmm. I was going to go Zegris because he's young and fun and he's the face of Chipotle in Southern California. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, those famous oh, Southern yes. Southern California burritos <laughs> like Chipotle. <laughs> when, I, when I think of burritos in Anaheim, I think of Chipotle. Yeah. Danielle? All right, well, I have Hellebuck. I have Ottinger. I need yes. an e-bug. Jeremy oh, Swayman. No. Danielle. This is great. This is great. This wasn't the point. She's of gonna the win. Draft. There, there is no point to the draft. There is no hey, point. You know who won I'm last week? Po- yeah. Make your Me. own meaning. The draft has no inherent meaning outside of that which we assigned to it. The American goalies didn't like win you an Olympic medal though. Olympic I, gold. Uh, come on. Cut. What like, did Ryan when, Miller when do last for time? What did Ryan Miller do for you? It's a long time ago. A silver. And you know what? <laughs> I'll give you one free pass there. If you talk shit about Ryan Miller on yeah. this podcast ever again, I'm out. We're throwing hands. We're back to the octagon show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> well, the point of this was to debate who the best American player is right now. 
It's Matthews versus Kachuk. That's <clears throat> yes. it. Yes. Yeah. I was about to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Who do we think it is? I think in terms of cold rationality, I still have to go Matthews just because just because of the unreal track record over the last over the last few years. But like again, it's pretty close to being a coin flip, I think, objectively. They're totally They're two totally different players. Totally. Right. Totes. But they're both unbelievable five on five players. Like the mm-hmm. they're they're young. The production's like whatever. They they check they check a lot of boxes. And like aesthetically, yeah. if you like what Matthew's done, or if you put a ton of stock and if you put a little a extra emphasis maybe on what he's done here, like pick him. It's fine. I'm trying to be like I was. I'm just trying to be. You know. You're trying not to enrage Leafs fans. Yeah, that's me. Always always <laughs> looking to stay on the on the good side of Leafs yeah. fans. Hmm. It's should, a good I should, debate. I should have passed. I should. I should have picked. I should have picked someone else. Whatever. Yeah, you ruined the bit. Danielle have, wouldn't have taken him. I could have passed <laughs> on Matthews <laughs> in right, and then yeah, he would have been available. Gotten him. Gotten him back in in round two. Yeah. Yeah. If he would have thought about Danielle's, I mean, you got Matthews and Hughes. So this. So I had Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk, Jack Eichel, Jason Robertson. Sean, Austin Matthews, Jack Hughes, Adam Fox. I think Sean's probably going to win. And then Danielle got Connor Hellebuck, <laughs> Jake Ottinger, and Jeremy Swayman. Number, well. th- number, number three in goals, number one in your heart. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. What is really your guys' GAA, score. though? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just get Bobrovsky or something. It seems to be working out well this time of year. I love recency bias. <laughs> Clearly. Whatever happens last <laughs> week is... Full and true and accurate forever. Goldfish brain is in is in Bing. full effect here. Yep. Thanks. I'm the same way. We'll see who won. I won last week, and that was quite a shock. <laughs> we served that one up for you. Whatever. No, you didn't. You picked the bands that you like that nobody else did. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why you won. <laughs> Yeah, see everyone at Riot Fest. (laughs) Uh Okay, that's the end of the show for today. Thanks again to Craig Conroy. Thanks, Danielle, for drafting goalies. Always here to do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my job. That's my job. (laughs) That's right. Uh, You get to keep your goalie card. Um, and thanks everyone for listening. Uh, just a reminder, if you're not an athletic subscriber, you can join us at theathletic.com slash hockey show to get an annual subscription for $2 a month for 12 months. Goodbye, Sean. Goodbye, Danielle. Thanks everybody. Goodbye.